welcome in to our after show. Um, we just got done coming up with a great idea for the Grinch. Um, we talked a little bit about Cat in the Hat, so I guess we'll start by talking about that. Um, so the uh, my kids like the Mike Myers Cat in the Hat movie, and uh, it infuriates me. Um, <laughs> well, their brains I, are I, small, Zach. Come well, on, here's the them. deal. Um, they like it because um, my in-laws have shown it to them like constantly. And so it has become this like thing that they really like. And I, I try to hide it from them whenever possible. Um, like it comes up sometimes as a suggestion on Netflix and I try to quickly get out of it. But um, I have done some research on that movie um, because I've had to sit through it multiple times now um, because it's not like it's, a kid's movie it's pitched as a kid's movie but the humor is not i don't think landing for kids at all and it's not it's definitely not an adult movie um so what i know the little i know about it is that mike myers actually wanted to make a um god what was the saturday night live skit where he was like all black the the german um i can't think of what it was but he wanted to make that saturday night live skit into a uh movie right and so the studio signed on to have him do that and um basically the funding for that fell through or in order to get that movie to be made he had to make cat in the hat and like then the funding for that movie fell through and he was still in the contract for cat in the hat so he was basically forced to do cat in the hat whoa yeah, and and so Mike Myers hated doing that movie, um, and and just really phoned it in the entire time. That's interesting. I know Mike Myers has kind of a rocky history with studios, uh, with being like, um, kind of having a lot of demands of very specific things. He won't do a movie unless it has this song. He won't do this scene unless it's this way. So I imagine being put in a situation like that and having to play a character that he probably found uh, dumb and beneath him, he he probably was a not the easiest guy to work with during the process. And I think similar to what you talked about with Jim Carrey's makeup, um, being like an issue, the, the cat kind of makeup and suit and everything were very uncomfortable. And so he just hated it like the entire time. Mm. Well, Jim Carrey didn't give a fuck and he did a good job. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cause Jim Carrey's a professional, my dude. No, I, and also just comparing Jim Carrey to Mike Myers is like, Jim Carrey is truly a psychopath. Like he is a truly <laughs> zany cartoon man. And I feel like uh, Mike Myers is like a human being that became yeah. an actor. <laughs> yeah, Jim Jim Carrey couldn't play Mike Myers' role that he did in Glorious Bastards. Like, like not I'm not saying he couldn't, but like that's just not who I don't know. Jim Carrey's done serious roles, but I, I've only ever enjoyed him in where he's in a green fucking suit or climbing out of a rhinoceros' <laughs> asshole. Like, that's the only time I've ever enjoyed watching that is him. wheelhouse. Yeah. Well, he works. Like, the 23 wasn't a great movie, in my opinion. But Yeah, like, the vehicle, the movie has to be built around him. Like, he is such a, such a huge personality that he can't, like, you just have to embrace it. Otherwise, he's just going to be cringy i feel like well and i feel like i feel like every movie that is successful for him is the plot is not central what's central to that movie is the character and so even his serious movies like 
more serious movies like the Truman show and um, man on the moon. Um, those are not like you remember the Truman show as he's being filmed all the time, but you remember specifically that character. Yeah. And then like yeah. man on the moon obviously is, is biographical. So you remember um, the character, like the, the person he's playing, not necessarily the events of the story. I have a bit of uh, contention with man in the moon because um, so I, I kind of did a little bit of a dive on Andy Kaufman within the past year. I was watching some of his clips, and I don't think Jim Carrey was... He did a good job in the movie playing a character, but I don't think he's the right guy to play Andy Kaufman at all. And I, I watched some videos on YouTube where it was showing exact scenes kind of side by side. And he's... Jim Carrey's really, for lack of a better word, Jim carrying the fuck out of the performance. He's amping everything up. He's moving a lot more. He's got more like anxiety in his eyes. Andy Kaufman was kind of like a Bill Murray-esque guy. So even in that, like it's a serious movie, he's bringing that Jim Carrey energy and kind of changing the biographical yeah. element to fit him. All righty then. Yeah. <laughs> All righty. Well, who is another actor that can just go to straight insanity and it's acceptable? Well, there. It, I mean, Jim Carrey is like, I mean, he's a very non- replicatable actor or it's hard to get a person like him i mean i mean any of those actors that any of those actors that have existed have had untimely deaths because of like (laughs) drug addiction yeah like robin williams might have been a version of that chris farley chris Chris farley Farley, john belushi like somebody that was very physically comedic um yeah they like doing cocaine they 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 turn it to 11 and that is their character is just them being <laughs> at 11 constantly. Yeah. Uh, do you guys, uh, one of the fa- my favorite things to come out of the cat. Oh my God. Movie. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry to cut you off. Nick fucking Eric Andre is what the Grinch. Eric Andre is the Grinch. <laughs> so or as cat in the hat. Like he, he is a modern, like literal psycho and th- yeah. that is his bit oh, that would be so funny i don't think it's weird to, to think about him in a subdued uh like a children's friendly sort of thing i know he was in the lion king but that was a bit part um but, but i agree he's yeah he's all slapstick and he's zero to 100 in a in a second yeah i don't know i don't know how eric andre would be in a full length like children's role yeah. <laughs> um but anyway, like I was saying, Cat in the Hat, um, the best thing to come out of that movie were the memes. Like my favorite <laughs> oh, yeah. is, is Cat in the Hat with a baseball bat about to hit. Uh, whatever the actor that plays Beans. That's literally yeah. what I'm looking at right now. <laughs> <laughs> so good, dude. That's so good. Oh, man. And, but it just, just to think, to be a... You know, I'm so happy that the guy that played Beans is an actor because I, if he wasn't an actor, his life would have been fucked. Dude. I got to like, be honest. A- I don't think that's the guy who played Beans because uh, that, that's a character actor named Spencer Breslin. And I'm pretty sure Beans was just Beans on Even Stevens. No, and that is so it. Beans, sure? is in, Beans is their neighbor. Is he really? Yeah. Um, okay, so look. there's a scene. Cat in there's the hat, a scene. Beans. Yeah, there's a scene where um, the cat in the hat is substituted for a pinata. Um, 
and beans is like the big yep. kid that comes in with the bait. Like it was a very bit part. I don't know if it would be considered a cameo because he, he obviously would have been well known at the time, but like, <laughs> I'm looking at the picture right now. You're absolutely right. I was totally mistaken. I, this is hilarious. I, I told you I fucking no cat in the yeah. hat. <laughs> and, you, and you see the meme of him with a baseball bat walking behind him about to hit him. Like it's so good. Uh, there's a funny uh, trailer for the cat in the hat that's been edited to make it a horror movie. That's oh, yeah. that's really fun. I enjoy that uh, a lot. So, what have you guys watched it all this week? Let's let's. I saw um I saw a movie that kind of ties into the Grinch in a weird way. Um, I watched Edward Scissorhands for the first time in a really long time, and the setup of the world is the exact same setup. There's this kind of peaceful, uh, suburban like it's like a faux 50s 60s. Um, almost like a fake, like Stepford-esque version of a suburb resting in the shadow of a mountain where a giant mansion, kind of like Whoville and Mount Crumpet, but in the giant mansion, there's um, it's like dilapidated and um, uh, deserted and there's a not... I mean, I don't know if Edward in that movie is an android or a clone or a robot. It's kind of un- uh, vague, uh, but I like that movie a lot. I hadn't seen it in years and... Um, I was pleasantly surprised kind of the whole time. There's this Tennessee Williams-esque through line with the town. Um, everyone's kind of bored with their lives and the status quo of their lives. So they're super interested in this outsider character. And then as soon as they're all interested in kind of the same breath, they all turn on him at the same time and all start talking all this, all these lies about him and everybody turns on him. It's, it's how drama kind of spreads. Someone comes into the community and just as soon as they're welcome, they're chased out. Um, and I will say... Um, so I uh, I get emotional in movies, for sure. Um, I let myself cry in movies sometimes. And the ending of Edward Scissorhands, my entire life without fail, there's something about the music and the way it kind of wraps up in a fairy tale way. Specifically the music, though. I have never watched this movie and not cried at the ending. Wow, that's really embarrassing. Yeah, dude, it's, I can't I'm believe sorry. you admitted that. I can't believe it. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm proud to say that I embrace... I embrace the tears when I watch movies. That's how I work through my shit. I uh, know, but I, I do think that's an underrated, kind of an underrated Tim Burton movie, especially from that era. We've talked about Beetlejuice. Um, we've talked about Pee Wee. Uh, those are huge. But Edward Scissorhands sits in this weird place. It's kind of weird because Johnny Depp is now like um, legally labeled a wife beater. But um, this yeah. was the before times. He's, he's, I think this is one of his best performances. I feel like it is um, if we're trying to track the like eccentric nature of Johnny Depp. I think it definitely he's really tick in that direction. Yeah, he's kind of he's really subtle in it. That's what I I didn't remember that he kind of just kind of talks like this real quiet. Hey, I'm Edward the whole time. Uh, But it's more the physicality and just the extremity of the costume and that he's got these giant blades on his hands that, that give that extreme element. I don't know. If if you haven't seen it recently, I think it's definitely worth a rewatch. Um, so I watched two newer things. We talked last week about the difference between movies that were made for streaming and just regular theatrical release. So I watched specifically um, a movie that I've had on my watch list for a while and just never really gotten around to um, Bandersnatch, the Black Mirror interactive Ooh. netflix movie have you guys seen that yeah yeah uh, so it's like, like a choose your own adventure what did you guys what did you guys think of that well i, I mean, don't know 
There's a lot of options in that movie. I feel like you'd have to watch it a few times to see everything. So I'm not sure what I saw, but I thought it was a cool idea, but I didn't agree with everything that happened with the choices that I made when I watched it. So I was a little okay. bit disappointed, but I loved the idea. The idea yeah. of the inner, that's kind of how I, I mean, felt too. It's, yeah. It, it was fun. I, I, I watched it while I was overseas in Albania and it was, it was a weird time uh, watching, <laughs> watching that there. But uh, I mean, I, I, I don't know. It was, it was a nice niche thing. Um, I wouldn't call it great by any means. No, especially in the like, conversation with black mirror episodes um i i don't think it necessarily stands out as one of the better ones um but i really like the i i meant to watch a couple more interactive things but the problem is that there's like a unbreakable kimmy schmidt episode uh or special which like i i've watched that series but i don't feel like i know it well enough to really take in a a movie related to it um, and then like Puss in Boots, and and then it seems like maybe what? gave up on it. Yeah, there's a a Puss in Boots choose your own adventure, like Shrek. Um, okay, is it? Yeah. Did you did you watch it? I did not watch that. I okay. I have started hmm. it before um, with my kids, and then I realized how much work it was going to be for me, and so I quit watching it. Sounds like there could be a fun drinking game in there. <laughs> uncomfortable <laughs> silence after I say oh, I love drinking uh, I love puss I love boots I love drinking <laughs> I, I was distracted with an idea I had that I was too distracted to laugh but I feel like is it DreamWorks that did Shrek who did Shrek yeah DreamWorks DreamWorks if DreamWorks re-released Shrek the original Shrek in its entirety but instead of you know the angles that the like that the um, you know, the director wanted you to see it's a full 360. Like you can move the camera around. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And like, you could see all the different angles. Um, I feel like that would fucking crush. If, if like, if Dar's money goes, I'd spend like $15 on that. If it was just, <laughs> it was just the like nine hours of Shrek universe that you could like scroll no, just around. The first one. And- just the oh, first just the one. First it one? plays in real time, but you can. But you can completely leave behind Trek and just watch Pinocchio for an yeah. hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, that. that wouldn't be. I mean, depending on how much of that digital world was created, it wouldn't be impossible. Yeah, it would be a, a meme factory, is what it would. You would just see like Trek and just the craziest angles. <laughs> oh yeah. Like very suggestive things they did not intend for you to see. Nice. I I watched, speaking of Michael Shannon, I watched a movie called Midnight Special. I don't know if anyone's seen that. I, I saw that um, a few years ago, I, I believe. Does yeah, that have it, Adam like, Driver in it? Yeah, that, yeah. I mean, that's what okay. we, I mean. The Wonka yeah. episode kind of brought it out of me. I was like, wait, this has Michael Shannon, Adam Driver, and Kirsten Dunst in it? I was like, what the fuck? Like, I'd never heard about this movie. I watched it. It was... I enjoyed it. Um, it. It kind of felt like it was under budget, especially as far as special effects goes. It wasn't horrible, but it definitely seemed like more money and, uh, you know, I don't know, artistic integrity could have get, gotten put into it. I don't want to describe it too much, but it's about this. It's about this Michael Shannon and I don't know who the other actor was. It's and the this... kid, I think it's the kid from Ender's Game. Yeah, probably. Uh, and Hugo and I Asa Butterfield. 
Yes, yes, yes. I think that might be who it is. Nice. Yeah. I could be completely wrong. So essentially this kid was being held by this like super religious cult and Michael Shannon and his partner have the kid and they've taken him on this journey and there's something special about the kid. And I don't want to get super into it, but it's a, I mean, I'd suggest watching it. It wasn't the most mind blowing, amazing thing, but I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I don't want to talk about it too much because there's no point in watching it. If I just tell you what happens, it's that kind of movie, but um, I think I mentioned this last week, but there's certain actors that um, I will watch a movie just because they're in them. Michael Shannon is definitely one of them. And Adam Driver, coincidentally, is another one because uh, they think they're selective enough um, that I trust their choices to lead me towards an interesting story, if that makes sense. So no, this, yeah. I definitely will check this out. I mean, that's what drove me. I was like, Adam Driver and Michael Shannon. I'm like, well, every time I've seen Michael Shannon in something, I've liked it and that mm-hmm. kind of goes the same with Adam Driver. So I'm like, well, let's check this out. And it, 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 it wasn't, it could have been done better, I guess. I don't know. I, I felt like it was, I don't know. There, there was something that went wrong with it where it could have been a really sweet movie, but uh, it was still enjoyable. Still um, enjoyable. To correct myself, it's not Asia Butterfield. It is Jaden Martell, who is Bill from It. Oh, Oh, wait, was he in, in um, Knives in Out? Knives Out, yeah. Okay, nice. Um, I also watched uh, American Pickle, the Seth Ooh. Rogen movie. Cool. Um, which is... A, yeah, I've seen that. The HBO um, Max, I think, like, original. Um, what did you think of that movie, Nick? Did you like it? It was okay. I mean, like, you know, like... Less so than the movie I was just speaking about, but like I was like I, I yeah I watched it, and I was like I don't regret watching it, but I'm not going to tell other people to watch it. Like so that's kind of the vibe. I we felt. talked a little bit last week about comedies and how like they're kind of hard. Uh, I feel like now to find a a good comedy, um, and I think I, I don't know. I liked it. Um, I did like you said. I don't know that I would necessarily recommend it to a bunch of people. I watched the entire thing and like don't regret watching like the time spent on it. Um, my favorite part was, so if, if you're unfamiliar with the movie, um, Seth Rogen plays himself in the present and then like a version that is from a hundred years ago who fell into a giant pickle vat and got sealed and preserved by the pickle brine. Um, and yeah, it's a, it's a wild movie. Um, and anyway, like when he is, these scientists are talking about how he was preserved and it like cuts to a voiceover of him saying, and then the scientist explained it and the reporters were very pleased with his explanation and, of like how the science behind him still being alive worked. And then it cuts to a reporter be like, wow, that actually makes a lot of sense. And it never addresses at all. Like how he's yeah, still alive. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. heard... Um, I heard Seth Rogen talk about that movie on um, WTF with Mark Marin to shout out another podcast. Um, but he um, he talked about how they'd been developing that movie for a long time, but they they kind of held it because they didn't want to make the wrong version of it. If that makes sense, they didn't want to make it in a like with constraints to force jokes or whatever. And it sounded like there was a lot of dramatic elements to it. And I think yeah. more often than not, Seth Rogen comedies have um, like a, a strong balance between the comedic and then the heartfelt, more dramatic moments, and that those moments ring 
truer to me than a lot of other kind of broad comedies. Yeah, I would I would agree with that definitely. That was really generous, um, generous of you to give a shout out to Mark Maron. He could, yeah, use, the, he could the use the biggest pump. podcast <laughs> in existence. Yeah, Mark Maron, if you want to, you know, bring us on for an interview, like we're or pretty. If you want to come on up. our, if you want to come on our show, uh, <laughs> I guess we can clear room. Yeah. yeah now, now that you guys broke the guest seal, I mean, there's, I'm sure you have many, many more guests. One different guest every week. I'm assuming at least one person. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like we could have people. I don't know that we could have like, I know that I have friends that would be like, oh, sure. I'd love to come on. But they probably wouldn't be super productive. They'd just be like, oh, and then his dick falls out. <laughs> like, that's, that's, that's not funny, man. Uh, <laughs> See that you joke. But one of the suggestions I had to make Cat in the Hat better was there's just a <laughs> um Mike Myers' penis is out the whole time. It's like oh, I, know. I completely <laughs> forgot. I completely forgot part of my part of my pitch for the Grinch. The new Grinch was that he's full on, just full balls and dick the entire time. Hell yeah! And yeah. like it's never addressed or anything. Like he was well, fucked the whole first movie. Hey, I, this is a good time to bring up um, a classic road trip. Would you rather question? Nice, nice. Uh, <laughs> that oh, I, is. I, thank you. Yes. This is the mo- Zach. You might not have heard of it. I maybe I told I tell everyone this, but it's my favorite. Would you rather question that we've ev- I've ever had to answer? And it's like, would you rather? And and this is to make it gender like fluid. Like, would you rather be fucked in the ass by either the Grinch, <laughs> the Grinch, or Hagrid? Now, is sometimes you know if you think quick, you're like, oh, well, like the Grinch. But like you're like, well, wait a minute, like like the Grinch is an evil piece of shit. But Hagrid, you know, because Hagrid's got a huge hog. You don't want that in your butt. But, like, he'll be like, oh, sorry about that, Harry. Like, oh, sorry. Like, oh, he'll yeah. be gentle. He'll be kind. He'll be soft. And he'll, well, he he'll treat you well. He's got a good out. heart. But the Grinch, you know, you don't even know what size his dick is. So it, it, it's a dirty dick, but it's a tiny dick. So it's well, like, yeah. So, yeah. And it could also be like a weird, like, corkscrew type thing. No. Uh, yeah. I, see, have I you guys like ever the... Googled, like, duck penis? Uh, oh yeah <laughs> go ahead, go ahead and do that for me right now um yeah, the, yeah. Show. There, there's uh yeah there's I just would... some some organisms that have genitals that like force themselves to stay attached to yeah i understand where you're going nick yeah so yeah i imagined his dick would be like the ends of his fingers where it's like yep fuzzy and then the, the little like a regular dog stick, I guess. Yeah. Like <laughs> Speaking of those fingers, that's the the element for me that makes the Grinch the clear loser of that situation. Hagrid is a humanoid. He might be a giant, but he's a humanoid with a you know a good heart. He'd probably treat you right. The Grinch has got these long, like spindly, sneaky fingers with the hair that comes off the end. And if you see it in the light, it gets that nice kind of shadow, um, that silhouette. It's he, he seems like a guy that would be um, disrespectful, if not devious in the bedroom. Yeah. I mean, he smiles. He has maggots going around his teeth. He, he chews glass like, you know, you don't you don't want to get fucked in the butt by the Grinch. Like, that's a fact. See, I feel like yeah. it boils down to the absolute inevitable physical damage caused by Hagrid versus, <laughs> versus the potential like viral slash bacterial uh, consequences that come yeah. from the Grinch. You're, you're getting the corona if you fuck the Grinch. That's guaranteed. 
guaranteed. Wow. Um, I don't want some weird so, Grinch herpes, but I also don't want to like have my sphincter dilated by like eight inches. You know, but, like. Oh but, my god! But but every time you drop a number two, man, it's just gonna fall right out like a. But realistically, a snowflake. realistically, it's not going to last that long. Probably from either because they are, like, hold up. Well, maybe maybe in our version of the Grinch, he he maybe has some staying power now that he has some experience. But like Hagrid's not boning down with anybody, uh, so you know he's like, he's gonna be a two pump chump, and then he's, he's done. <laughs> also, for all we know. Hagrid or the Grinch, maybe neither of them are even capable of achieving an erection. So that significantly changes the damage uh, that you would receive in this situation. Yeah, I, I we don't know. With we don't this know. Conversation, yeah, with this conversation in mind, I'm pretty sure that the Who's do not have genitals, and their in their re- reproduction is based solely on like the the migration patterns of storks. <laughs> yes yes completely agree i think i don't know man i i i think that uh uh philosophers are going to be discussing this question for many years to come and i think it's silly for us to even think we're going to answer the that's question. what sets us apart well we, we ask the hard-hitting questions that need to be asked i uh i did i've watched another movie this week that kind of ties in in the worst fucking way possible here in that it, it deals with uncomfortable sexual material uh and that was cape fear the martin scorsese movie with robert de niro from the 90s which is a remake of a movie from the 50s uh in which robert de niro plays a right at the beginning of of the movie he's a prisoner who's released uh he's a man from like deep georgia so he's got this super over-the-top intense accent and he's covered in all these uh kind of justice-based prison tattoos And what's going on is he was incarcerated for aggravated sexual assault, um, and he was totally guilty, but he knows that his lawyer omitted a document um, kind of discrediting the victim. It doesn't mean he didn't do it, but it would have been evidence that could have gotten him off. And so he spent his entire uh, sentence becoming a lawyer just so when he got out, he could legally terrorize this man and his family. And that's all I'll say. It's a super weird movie. I, I couldn't tell if it was a good movie, if it was an over-the-top movie, if it was terrible, if it was trashy, but it, it's got some uh, memorable performances, and it, it definitely will stick with you. Um, have you guys seen that movie? No, I've, I've been tempted to watch it just because, like, I know I should probably watch every movie Robert De Niro's been in. It's he... them are great, so... Yeah, so he, for the first few minutes when you hear his accent in the movie, at least for me, it was like, okay, this is dumb this is ridiculous and then maybe 10 15 minutes in he's in a lot of it and his character despite being an absolute monster he's got a lot to chew on so as he gets deeper into it i kind of found myself forgetting a little bit about you know like gangster robert de niro and all of a sudden it's like oh shit okay uh this is a memorable guy this is a good performance so regardless how i feel about the movie it's a good robert de niro performance all right. I mean, I, I like me some Robert De Niro. Um, yeah, it's also got a weird fake out Nick Nolte, uh, where Nick Nolte plays a straight man. And I did, I had to look up like, all right, who's playing the dad, the lawyer in this movie? I'd been watching it for a half hour and I saw it was Nick Nolte. I was like, what the hell is going on? It was like he Nick Nolte was hiding his real gravelly uh, like hobo voice and doing this this um, 
slight Southern accent, but like waspy, high society voice. Uh, and it was good enough that I didn't know it was him. So I always get Nick Nolte confused with Gary Busey. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I I had to look up a picture of him because I know they're not the same person. Um, Nick knows he's like, you got to get up that hill. And then Nick and Gary <laughs> Busey um, is addicted to drugs. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't <laughs> knock Nick Nolte out of the category of being addicted to drugs <laughs> or Gary Busey. You mean, no. Uh, Oh uh, no! no I'm right, saying right. Yeah, they, I, get I think yeah. they're both. Uh, they both enjoy some substances. I mean, you don't get that voice from not drinking and smoking a lot of shit. So yeah, is he still alive? He is. Good for yeah. him. Maybe Nick Nolte <laughs> could play Santa Claus in the in the second Grinch. He does that's, look like Santa Claus. In yeah, I think that's images that is something around. we didn't talk about at all. Is that that Santa Claus is real in the Grinch in the Grinch verse? Yeah, he's on camera uh, in the in Jim Carrey's Grinch. Yeah, yeah, from a distance. I completely missed that. He sees him through a telescope <laughs> or something. Dude, I just googled Nick Nolte, and there's a lot of pictures of him on his bike, and they're all hilarious. <laughs> Because of DUIs or something? No, no, I don't know. Oh, no. Just search up Nick Nolte bike. (laughs) Just search up Nick. Everyone search up Nick Nolte bike. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, I I have to. So if you are on Google and you type this in and you looked on Google Images, second row, second picture from the left, he looks exactly like Bilbo Baggins. Um, it, this is like a dead <laughs> ringer for Ian Holm as Bilbo Baggins. Oh my God, you're right. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> dude. Every his face is the same every time. Like it's just like <gasps> he's just exasperated. The one directly to the left of that is him looking so out of shape. <laughs> just like, oh, I hate my bike. I, I like the one with the sweater and like the teal pants and like the combat boots. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, yeah. Every okay. Time... Oh, I feel like we should drop some good Nick Nolte performances to balance the scales here. Nick, you mentioned the thin red line with "We gotta get up that hill." Yeah, I like um, that movie a lot. Uh, I like the movie Warrior uh, with Tom Hardy and Joel Edgerton, where Nick Nolte oh, plays yeah. their dad. I never thought I would like a, a UFC movie, um, but that movie rules. That movie's great. I, re- yeah. I really like that movie. Yeah, I really like that movie. Um, I think, yeah. It's just got two storylines that like you care about both of them, mm-hmm. um, which is hard to pull off in like a fight movie where they're fighting each other that you like actually don't want either one to lose. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Nick Nolte was also in the first season of The Mandalorian. Uh, he played Queel, the Ugnaught. And I thought that was like a perfect oh, use yeah. of his voice. Dude, that was... Um... I liked that character. My, I think my favorite character in the first season was the, the fucking kill robot. Oh yeah, like the second of it. Oh yeah, it's so cool. But yeah, that's a little diversion there. But he was my second favorite character. Um, are you guys all caught up on the Mandalorian? I've not watched today's, but okay, let's not. Let's. I know, uh, Adam. We've we've kind of talked about this in the past. I think when the season is done, we're gonna take like a whole. Um, episode like this to, to kind of talk about the show okay. as a whole and then do a sequel to it then do a sequel to well they're gonna ke- I, they're gonna keep doing this 
I would not be surprised if Star Wars just becomes a Disney Plus streaming thing going forward for a long time. And we might see movies in a couple years, but for the time being, it's going to be these shows. Hell yeah. I think that's better than trying to do big budget things. Just letting people that care about Star Wars make their own Star Wars stuff. Agreed. Um, hey, this is... Like, that That has been just, just kind of letting... Um, God, what's his name? Who's the director or the creator? John Favreau. John Favreau. Letting John Favreau just like run with IP has worked out very well for Marvel and Star Wars. Oh yeah. Uh, so yeah, um, whatever he's doing, he's doing it right. Because I, I, I don't know. He, I mean, I, I've, I, I don't. I only know him from honestly his cooking show on Netflix. <laughs> yeah. And oh, uh, he seems like he's the kind of director. And I, I you know, I, I actually right before I watched The Mandalorian, and then there's like a season one documentary on it. Mm-hmm. And um, I haven't watched all of it, but the intro was about the directors. And apparently he just brought in a bunch of people who like never directed before, like never directed a, like something like Star Wars. Like, you know, it's mm-hmm. not someone who like has directed big blockbuster movies. It's just like, they, I don't know, they, there was one person who was in there who, like di- who like directed for like the Clone Wars animations and like he just brought in a bunch of different people and uh, it, it still flows super well together and yeah. I, I don't know the, it, he, he I, I I really want to know a secret because I want other fucking Disney products or companies that throw a lot of money into their stuff to learn from it because so. Well, with with that situation, you mentioned the director from the Clone Wars. Uh, his name, that guy, is Dave Filoni, uh, yeah. and at this point, he's kind of like the replacement for George Lucas as like the the god of Star Wars canon. Yeah. Um, like he, if I'm not mistaken, John Favreau and Dave Filoni are, are some of the limited number of people who still reach out to George Lucas to consult on their Star Wars ideas. Where a, a lot of the Disney people, when they bought it from him, he very publicly stated, like, I had ideas and I thought they were going to use my ideas. And then they bought it and kind of politely said, uh, there's the door. We'll talk to you after we make our movies. Um, so it's interesting that this guy, I, I've watched limited amounts of the cartoons. It's I don't like the kid stuff, but the lore stuff in, in those shows, in my opinion, aside from the Mandalorian, is the absolute best uh, Star Wars material. Yeah, well, people talk about uh, the animated Clone Wars. Like, I've watched a few episodes. It's all right. I mean, it's a kid's show, but, like, people talk yeah. about that, and they're like, "That's it's, like, really good. It gets pretty good after the first season. I have um, yeah, I've that. heard that. I've heard that quite a bit. I also heard, I can't remember what the other one is. I Is it Rebels? Or is Rebels, it, yeah. Is, that did a lot of establishing, like, um, the backstory of Darth Maul, or, like, the He's, story. Um, is so, that, or is that in Clone Wars? Well, that's that's kind of the only stuff I really watched was the stuff that either expanded upon the lore of the Force and the Jedi or the Darth Maul stuff. And it starts out in the Clone Wars. It gives him this whole kind of... Um, it's almost like Vegeta from Dragon Ball Z. He's this guy who believes he's from this race that is a little bit uh, more important. He's this chosen Sith apprentice, so he should be at this status that he was cast down from. So he's got a shitload of pride and anger, but he's very eloquent. Um, and so his arc starts there, and and then it is picked back up and completed in the show Rebels. Okay. Doesn't he become like a spider? Like a He does like have he, he uh, robot legs. legs. Yeah. Yeah. At okay. first he's a spider, then he gets kind of normal robot legs. Okay. 
Um, this is a good segue, though. I wanted to ask you guys, because I, I am planning on on doing a, a little spinoff episode where we talk about the Star Wars prequels. Um, but something that's always weighed on me, and if you don't have any ideas here, that's totally fine. But I think Hayden Christensen is completely miscast as young Anakin Skywalker. It just it doesn't hit. I don't think he's terrible, but I think he was wrong for the part in a way that makes him seem terrible. And so I just want to kind of pose to the three of you right now. Um, do you have someone who maybe jumps off the uh, like the tip of the tongue, the uh, top of your head that you think could have been a better choice? Mine that I've always thought, and I think he would have been the right age at the time, is Christian Bale. Um, it's a much more serious performer that I could just in his kind of natural gaze could convey this underlying rage of uh, someone who could become Darth Vader. Yeah, I was thinking um, Andrew Melanakis was. Andrew. He's just got a real oh. fire inside of him, I think, and I think Darth Maul on my head, but don't call me Darth Maul head. <laughs> um, did Andy Melanakis? No, never mind. That was MC Chris. I was going to say, did he do that song "Fets Vet," uh, that Star Wars rap? But he did not. So that's it. No ideas aside from Andy Milanakis. No, I'm, I'm pulling up actors of, of the similar age. Okay. I know that um, um, the reason that that kid, Jake Lloyd, was cast in episode one is because George Lucas had it in his head that Leonardo DiCaprio would accept the role of Anakin. And so he cast. Yeah, he, he of course he did not. He's he's. Um, intelligent and has kind of a roadmap for his career planned out. So but the reason that kid, if you keep that in mind and look at Anakin in episode one, he definitely looks like young Leo. Yeah. Uh, don't yeah. look up modern pictures of Jake Lloyd. Yeah. He, yeah. He, he just looks like an older Anakin with a goatee. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's, it's kind of a, some sad news there. So it's a fun like, rabbit hole. So like I'm looking, I, I have found a list now of actors in their late, I think late thirties. Um, okay. And I don't know where they would have been like fame wise. Um, but I like Michael Fassbender. Whoa. Um, or Benedict Cumberbatch. Both of them are, are on this list. And I think both of them would have, I don't know what they would have been like 20 years ago. Yeah. Um, but I, the look that they have today strikes me as more, uh, and, and the type of characters that they play really strikes yeah. me as more of a, um, uh, a Darth Vader. Well, uh, Michael Fassbender certainly has made uh, a number of terrible career choices with the movies that he's chosen to be in. So, uh, not to uh, knock him, but I could see him taking the role if it were offered to him. I don't know, like Peter Dinklage. God damn it. <laughs> uh. Who's that? Guy, for, is it Wonder Years? The guy's like, what you talking about, Willis? Yeah. <laughs> Gary Coleman? Gary Coleman. <laughs> Different strokes. <laughs> yeah, Wonder Years is uh, Fred Savage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, he was picking sh really short actors, Adam. Just like... <laughs> no, I'm no picking actors that did not sort of uh, progress in certain attributes as they aged. Fun fact, Andy, <laughs> Andy, Milanakis, Andy Milanakis was on the Man Show back in the day. 
as a yeah as like a kid yeah he played a kid but he was he was closer to actually being a kid's age then than oh he, he was, was. Mm. yeah should put him mm. on the kid show if you ask me god damn <laughs> that for uh all uh 10 listeners of this podcast episode um is the same show where uh, jimmy kimmel wore blackface yeah yeah, yeah as kind of carl ass also <laughs> But the man show was just sort of like, hey, we're men and like women are like, Bleh. no, <laughs> yeah, funny? that show, that show and its existence is like, I don't know if you look at I, I would be very interested to go back and watch it now to see how uncomfortable I felt like I would feel watching it. I didn't realize that it was Jimmy Kimmel until recently. So I went back and tried to watch it. This was maybe a month or two ago. And um I don't think I really watched it a lot when it aired, but it was um, it was big time cringe. Yeah, it was ori- so it was originally Jimmy Kimmel and Adam, Adam Carolla, Carolla. Yeah. right, and then it became Joe Rogan and some oh. other guy. Hmm. Um, well, that they, died they, off fast. That, yeah, that that was when they like tried. I don't know. That was either when Jimmy Kimmel and Adam Carolla left or they, they like left and it, the show was over for a while and they tried to bring it back. I'm not really sure, but I know Joe Rogan and I want to say the other guy was like Doug Stanhope, uh, who's, who's more of just a stand up comedian, um, now, but that, yeah, that I don't think really got legs at all. Well, man show was destined to die. I, I watched no, it when yeah. I was a fucking little kid and didn't know what was up and, I mean, I enjoyed it then, but, you know, I was not even through puberty, so who the fuck knows what was going on. Um, well, I think that's the key. I think mm-hmm. that's I think the, that was the uh, demographic. Chemical yeah. X of the situation was they had, like, girls in bikinis on trampolines. I think yeah. that was the show. Yeah. And this is the same version of myself who waited till late night Comedy Central to watch Girls Gone Wild. To, <laughs> um, to jank your commercials. Dog. So I could literally try to jerk off as fast as possible. (laughs) (laughs) Just like, oh my god, here it is. And then you sometimes you get lucky and then have that like fifteen minute special (laughs) and you're just like, Oh, let me let me get comfy. (laughs) Yeah, man. So when your parents switch up that fucking HBO password, you gotta do what you gotta do, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Girls gone wild. Girls gone wild. Well, I I feel like that's a decent enough place to start closing out this episode. This I agree. Uh, yeah. Let's uh, let's talk about what we're watching, or a couple things we're watching, or planning on watching uh, in the upcoming week. Um, totally. I'll go first. I uh, started this week watching The Umbrella Academy. Um, I think I'm about four or five episodes in, so I'll definitely continue watching that. I. I don't know how I feel about it so far. Um, I, I I like it, but it is not um, as far as a bingeable show. I think it's a little dense. Um, it's hard to watch like a lot of them in succession um, because of like all of the the world building that's that's happening in each episode. So I, I like it so far. But so that's something I'm going to continue to watch for sure. Totally. Um I am going to continue to say this every week until I watch this movie, but I have been meaning to watch the remake of Suspiria on Amazon Prime. And so I, I want to say it here uh, to hold myself accountable when I listen back to this podcast. And then uh, a couple other movies that I've been planning to watch um, Poltergeist, 
the original, not the remake. Um, and uh, Nosferatu the Vampire, which is Werner Herzog's remake of Nosferatu. Saw it once a few years ago, and it really stuck out, but I don't remember the details, so I want to go back and watch that. And then uh, if anybody hasn't seen HBO's, um, uh, what is it, like a limited series, where it's a series, but it doesn't intend to go past one season, a mini series, their version of Watchmen uh, by Damon Lindelof That's was so good. It's so yeah. good. Uh, I highly recommend checking that out if you haven't. And they're not, I don't think they're going to make a second. Like, no, no. Yeah. It's just the they, one and done. They asked um, the creator to make a second season. And he basically said, like, I told my story. I'm good. Yeah. That's, um, that's yeah, fantastic. Is, I like that, that they're not going to force a second yeah. season, but it was just so good. That was great. Oh, yeah. yeah. I want a second season, but I don't want a second season if the, the main brainchild behind it doesn't want no i season, i would think you know? i think a second season of watchmen that is just like going to another city doing a completely different story like almost a um uh like a not necessarily a serialized um every season kind of like a, an anthology series almost that you get a new city a new group of watchmen every season i think that would be interesting yeah yeah i I I don't know I, what brought it into me. There's something about British dramas that I'm attracted to, but uh, I, start, I I watched an episode of The Crown, um, oh. Oh. which is like just kind of like a mainstream drama series. Um, and I don't know, I you know what I I I, I I'm probably gonna keep watching it, man. Like I don't know, like it's it's about it's kind of weird because it's about British royalty, and I don't give a fuck about you know, the royal <laughs> family, but uh, oh. it, it, it's just made in a very attention grabbing way. Um, similarly, I, I watched a good, I didn't, I haven't watched all of Downton Abbey, but I've watched a lot of Downton Abbey. And like, like if whatever reason is just great, there's something about British dramas that pull me in. And I, don't, I don't know what it is. Um, nice. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not suggesting people to watch them because I'm not going to say they're great, but they're uh, entertaining. Hmm. Hell yeah! And then I'm of course going to watch uh, my DVD of Girls Gone Wild <laughs> Las Vegas <laughs> afterwards and jerk off see, profusely. Uns- oh yeah! See uncensored breasts for the first time. Yeah, man. <laughs> okay uh so that's gonna do it for the after hey, show oh sorry i thought you, i thought you were just seconding the girls girls gone wild well yeah your... but i've i've kind of watched stuff i you know <laughs> okay um i don't know i don't even want to i'm kidding um yeah <laughs> I'm gonna keep watching the Mandalorian. I, I haven't watched season two yet, so we'll probably binge through that as much as there is. Um, love the Star Wars properties. Really... <laughs> yeah, it's so crazy that he died in the, this season. So uh, <laughs> yeah, so early on, and Baby Yoda is just exploding. Like that was crazy. Yeah, and then Darth Maul like punches Mace Windu in the in the chest and rips his heart out. And like it's pretty crazy. Um, and then also, I don't know if you guys have seen Baskets. Uh, oh yeah, I've watched yeah. It. I have not watched it, but that's always something that like I've thought about watching, but never have. I would suggest it. Um, it's like 
Um, I love Zach Galifianakis's like black comedies that he does. Cause like, um, Baskets is just this mixture of like, like depressing drama with slapstick comedy. Like it's really funny. <laughs> um, I, I I like Baskets. I haven't. I I, I kind of. I binge watch a lot of it, but uh, the parts that I did watch, I enjoyed. It's like this weird, dude. Honestly, like so. So you guys know Louis Anderson? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He plays Zach Galifianakis's mom. Yeah, it's so good. Which which it sounds hilarious, and it is hilarious. But like a lot of the more heartfelt moments come from Louis Anderson playing his mom. Like his <laughs> he does like. I don't even think about it being Louis Anderson as Zach Galifianakis' mom. Like, like a lot of like the more like heartfelt moments that bring in are from that character, and it's it's kind of kind of weird. About. That's cool. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty sure he's just impersonating his own mother. Uh, oh yeah. The um, what is it? Uh, this is not happening. Like series, comedy series. Louis Anderson was on that, and he talked about his family, and his family sounds they were like they were buck wild. Like his dad was like this huge alcoholic and his mom was like this lovable but like crazy woman. So uh yeah, give it a like. Um this week's <laughs> podcast brought to you by Hulu. Girls Gone Wild. <laughs> brought to you by Girls Gone Wild circa nineteen ninety eight. So so <laughs> didn't Girls Gone Wild have like a huge lawsuit? I um, yeah, hope it did. They, they, uh, <laughs> no, like uh, the I can't I can't remember the guy who was like behind it all, but he was like a super douchey like guy. You don't and he, say, yeah. <laughs> well, obviously, but like no, he like played the part too. Like he had the necklace and the hair and uh, the whole nine. But I I want to say that there was like a major lawsuit um, with like Joe Francis. shockingly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Shockingly, they weren't like you can't necessarily get consent the way they were getting consent by like feeding girls alcohol. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, yeah. I mean, he he looks like a guy that would like trick women into <laughs> just like exposing themselves. Yeah, <laughs> on, spot on. On the Wikipedia page, one there's there's six main headers. And the second header is Girls Gone Wild for Katrina, which was a uh, relief fund for Hurricane Katrina. Oh, oh no. Do oh they, like, goodness. go to the beach at... <laughs> and, like, have girls show their tits, like, for money for, for Katrina? Uh, here, here's what happened. It said uh, they announced that they would donate all proceeds from Mardi Gras-themed DVDs to the Red Cross. So, that's okay. so compassionate and... You'll, you love to see a redemption arc like that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but in all seriousness, uh, what what did you say his name was? Uh, Francis. I think it's Joe Francis. Joe Francis. Uh, fuck Joe Francis. Fuck Joe Francis. That's that's all I have to say that's, about that. Is that that's, our sign off. Fuck yeah. Joe Francis. Fuck that's... Joe Francis. Joe Francis, if you're listening, and I know you probably will. <laughs> um, big fan, but I wish you didn't. Yeah, thank you for making me come while I was 13, but fuck you, dude. Yeah, thanks for giving me so many boners to hide at, like, fucking eight in the at, eight at night, like, when my family's watching TV with me. <laughs> like, why'd you leave it on so long, Dad? Huh? Why, yeah. Why, why am I watching this? Yeah, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, we need to end this. Uh, 
anyway adam thanks for thanks for coming on no thank uh, you think guys so much we've enjoyed this time with you um yeah so See you next time, I guess. Please make this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck no, Joe Francis. No, Fuck Joe Francis. Don't make the movie. Girls Gone Wild 2. <laughs> Girls Gone Wild. Well.